What's up and welcome in y'all to another episode of the Locked on Bulls podcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's program, we're taking as many of your texts and emails as possible. If you want to be a part of the show, you can hit us up at 331-979-1369 or LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. We're going to dive into a bunch of different topics, including some of y'all who have questions and ideas about how Billy Donovan should use this rotation now that the Bulls roster has been complete. That's all ahead on a mailbag locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in mailbag episode for Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. By the way, go check out the latest Bow on Bulls tournament of trash episode. Dave, the people have spoken. They the, have the voting spoken. is over. They have spoken. I am shocked and surprised, honestly. Um, but I shouldn't be because the winner was a number one seed, which was Luka Doncic wouldn't be good. Uh, he won, I believe, 62 to 38% over. Spoiler Levine. alert. <laughs> yes. Yes. He went over, over Zach Levine. Uh, the polling was over. It's okay. But he won yeah. over Zach Levine. Um, is a Ricky Davis type, which I had picked to win the whole thing. But that was a number three seed. But this is why they're number one seeds. Shouldn't be surprised the number one seed wins. Um, thank y'all for voting. Thank y'all for enjoying it. Uh, we'll do it again next year and see what other ridiculousness awaits because we love the tournament of trash and it's so awesome. So, yes. Thank you. All right. We're going to dive into some uh, mailbag texts and emails today. Before we do that, though, Big Dave. Uh, sure. Okay. So everybody, uh, Big Dave this season joined and is one of the new members of one of my fantasy football leagues. The first time Big Dave and I have ever played fantasy football together I'm or, or in, the, in the same league. <laughs> I got I got to call you out in front of our listeners, Big Dave. Sure. I, I knew it was coming. And even when it did, I was like, uh-huh. wow, that's bold. This man drafted Tom Brady. Or should I say the aging corpse of Tom Brady uh, to be uh, his starting quarterback in our fantasy league? Big Dave, please take a minute to defend that ridiculous decision. Oh, sure. Absolutely. When when I saw it, I drafted it because I said, Matt is going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's the only logic I had behind it. I had no other reason behind it. Well, of course, Matt, he's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to throw for a bunch of touchdowns and all of that. But 75% of that was Matt is going to hate this. So I'm going to draft Tom Brady because I know Matt is not going to like this at all. So I went ahead and took him. Yeah. And, and I need it. Yeah. Why not? And you stashed Gronk on your bench because, you know, you I just did. couldn't break up those two, the odd couple. Because I had to get another tight end. And I, and I figured, you know, he's going to catch touchdowns. Like he's going to throw to him and he's going to catch touchdowns. So I, I waited a few rounds. I, I was going to take him a little earlier, but I waited a few rounds around. I thought he would be gone, honestly. Uh, yeah. But I said, you know what? No, let me grab him now before, you know, this comes back around. Cause I, I went last. So I, I, I really didn't have the option to wait around on certain people. Like that's why another reason I took Tom Brady, cause I didn't want to wait around to, you know, get a quarterback. I wanted. Because when Lamar, I wanted Lamar Jackson was was who I wanted, and then he was out of there. So yeah, I was yeah, I just didn't want to wait around. But yeah, seventy five percent of that was definitely to to stick it to Matt a little bit. Yeah, because you know I, I do enjoy poking Matt every occasionally, especially on Tom Brady. It's it's so much I, fun. 
And you know what? I haven't checked yet to see when our head-to-head matchup will be this season, but I will circle mm-hmm. it because my young phenom, Justin Herbert, is going to wipe the floor Ooh. with Tom Brady <laughs> and, his, and his old bag of bones. Uh, all right, see. we're going to kick things off, Big Dave, by giving uh, a shout-out to a uh, a listener from Chile, Ernesto, said, hey, mm. fellas, it's Ernie from Chile, longtime listener. I read that Alizé Johnson was released by the Nets. Could he be an option for the power forward spot? Very athletic, still young. Great show, guys. Love your announcements. Welcome aboard, Big Dave. Angry Matt and Sunshine Dave. The best mix ever. I just wanted to give a shout-out and a, hey, good for you, Ernesto, for calling the Alizé Johnson signing because that email was from before that happened. We got yeah. some smart listeners on this year' podcast, Dave. We do, man. We do. And I love our Bulls listeners, man. I love interacting with them. I love talking with them on Twitter, on YouTube, on this show, with the text messages, with the voicemails. It's always fun, like, because you all are really, honestly, really smart and intelligent. Even though we, we get some ones that are like, what are you talking about? There are a lot of y'all that really are smart and, and really know your sports and really know your team. You know what I mean? Know what you guys are talking about. So, yeah. Shout out to you, man, for predicting young Alizé Johnson. And it happened just like you said it. And, yes, we got him now. And now he's about to be my favorite goon on the squad, and I'm excited about that. (laughs) Next up, we got Jared from the 630 who said, Matt Big Dave, what's up, guys? Wanted to add on to Matt's comments from the uh, Paxson interview pod. Read Uh Paxson not being aware of the fans' desire for him to get the boot. Have we Uh all forgotten that beautiful crowdfunded West Loop billboard from a few years back? He knew. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Dave, I had forgotten about this, but before you came on board, me and my guy Jordan were, were going at each other about the whole billboard thing when it when it was a thing. Like th- we were doing mm-hmm. this podcast all those years ago when the fire guard packs billboard went up. Yeah. And Jordan loved it. And Jordan admitted not only to me, but to our listeners that he chipped in. He gave wow. money for the crowdsourcing for the fire guard packs billboard. And I oh, laughed wow. at him and <laughs> Me being me, I laughed at all Bulls fans who contributed their money to that. And yeah. not because I wasn't with them. And not because I didn't want Gar and John fired just like they did. But I'm because kidding. I said, an idiot and his gold are soon parted. Because guess yeah. what? You think that they were going to be like, oh, here's a billboard in Chicago. Fans are unhappy. I guess we'll quit. No. <laughs> no. Didn't yeah. they, is, oh, oh, they put up a billboard and they resigned the next day? Nah. I was trying to explain to Bulls fans that they didn't care as much yeah. as John Paxson tried to, you know, talk in that interview with our guys, Mark and Stacy about, you know, I'm happy for the fans. I want the fans to be happy. No, you know, he, he, he didn't want that as much as he wanted to keep his job and prove to people that he deserved that job. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to the old billboard. And if any of you out there listen to this pod, did contribute to it back in the day and think it has Uh-oh. something to do with Uh-oh. the fact that we finally got rid of that, uh, front office, you're you're wrong. But hey, I I hope it made you feel good when you gave gave that crowdsourcing your money. Because you know, uh, at least it was, at least it was funny. At least it was funny to be like, yeah, there's a billboard calling yeah. for these people's jobs. It's funny and it's memorable, and it's something that will be talked about honestly for for years to come. It will it will be brought up. Uh, but in the end, yeah, I'm with you, Matt. There was no way I, I was going to give my money to this. I thought it was dumb too. Uh, I thought it was silly. Like, who puts a billboard up? But it shows, it does show the deep-seated hatred those fans had, you know, for an organization where they knew that this wouldn't impact their decision-making in any way. 
but they still wanted to show you we can't stand you and we're going to pay our money for an actual billboard in a nice spot too where everybody could really see that joint you know and then it, it reminds me of the um fire guard packs uh event they were planning on having you know at the stadium oh, right. they come with t-shirts and, and yeah, all that it was like we're all gonna storm the united center with fire guard yeah. pack shirts or whatever that's some that's some hate, bro. <laughs> that's some real I don't like you stuff right there. These people was about to go out of their way. So anytime they're willing to spend money on the fact that they know it's not gonna impact it, but they want to spend money on this just to prove to the point that we don't want you here. And it's enough right. people getting behind it to prove it. That that's a thing. But bottom line, oh yes, I'm with I'm with Matt. There was no way I was spending money. I thought it was silly. I thought it was a complete waste of time. Um I was like, for what? They're gonna look at this, laugh, and then they're gonna move on and keep doing their jobs. Like, right? They're not. This is not gonna impact that. You know, the rhinestones are loyal. Like, they don't care. You know, what I'm saying? Right. Like, they're great. You could have got a tattoo of it. it you know what right. I'm saying? It, it wouldn't have mattered. It, it wouldn't right. have mattered. They John had to make the decision for for him to move on from John Paxson. You know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cute billboard. All right, let's go give a draft promise to Chandler Hutchison. <laughs> right, right. Let's, let's keep it in the second yeah. round. Let's get back out to of our here, right. back to our busy day of ruining this right. organization. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Um, uh, okay, we've got we've got plenty to get to here uh, on today's show. We're going to get into some questions about the Bulls rotation. Before we do that, though, Big Dave, would you like to tell our listeners about a great new option with Directv Stream? As we get so close to football season, you know what? DirecTV is synonymous with that football season, you know, because of that NFL Sunday ticket. You know, you want it, you know, you love it. But let me ask you these questions because does this sound familiar to you? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, and then you got another that you stream your favorite shows, you watch your sports highlights on your phone, and then your wife is being neglected, and you just don't know what to do. All right. So now I want to tell you about a little simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without all that hassle that'll save you some time. It's a great way to finally get your TV life together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and your on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and all your favorite shows all in one place. That means no more of that juggling around. Where's the remote? Oh, my God, kids, where did you get the remote? And then you're yelling at your children for stuff that you know that they didn't even do. They're like, why is dad yelling us about a remote control? We don't know where it is. I hate this. Raw. Oh, there it is right there in my face. Now you can avoid all that stuff. That means no more of this juggling around. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, the best part about all this, guys, there is no annual contract. Oh, so get rid of that clutter. Get rid of that confusion and get your TV together with DirectStream. You can learn more at directtv.com. So that's what you do. You go in, you type it in, directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, with that, let us dive into sex. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of here, Big Dave, two different ones from two different listeners because they kind of blend into one big conversation of okay. what Donovan should do with his rotation now that the roster is complete. So first from the 574, we have someone saying, thinking of possible lineups, Billy the Don can run with the new roster moves. Also, shout out. I love Billy the Don. Have you heard that nickname for Billy Donovan before? I was the one saying it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That was that was me. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Because I was calling him that. Billy. Yeah, I called him. I said, "No, he's Billy the Don. He's not Billy Don. He's Billy the Don." But yeah, I, I, I was definitely saying that when he when they got him, I was saying that. But yes, go ahead, please. God. You're, you're so smart, Dave. You're so smart. <laughs> uh, thinking a small ball lineup of Lonzo, Zach, Caruso, Johnson, and Johnson could be a lot of fun and pretty lockdown defensively. Zach okay. can get his shots up during that time, and the transition game would be electric. Thoughts on this and other exciting lineups you guys are looking forward to see this year? Go Bulls. And speaking of other lineups, here's another text from the 815 mm-hmm. who said, seeing the full roster, I think the obvious thing to manage here is the bench – uh, is staggering the bench to starters like this. Unit one, Zach, Lonzo, and Pat will. Play faster, open the court for Zach. This also gives Lonzo and Pat a chance to be more assertive, scoring than they can be with the starters and hopefully continue to develop. Fill in the other two spots with bench players based on matchups and who's playing well, such as a third guard or playing without a center if the defensive matchups work. This mm-hmm. unit's very flexible and can play bigger or smaller. Then for unit two, let DeMar and Vooch cook together in the half court and slow the game down if necessary. With Vooch and DeMar on the floor together, I like Jones at the other forward spot to provide athleticism and shot blocking. Caruso mm-hmm. at one guard spot, Zach and Lonzo could split most of the minutes at the other guard spot to keep a shooter and third scorer on the floor until Kobe is healthy and playing again. What do you guys think? Is there a better way to split up the starters to mix with the bench players. All right, so a lot to digest and a lot to break down yeah, there, Big Dave. What out of all both of those texts as far as what you'd like to see Billy do, staggering the lineup and maybe going small at times, what what of that speaks to you? I'll tell you what, Matt. This is what speaks to me. And honestly, I think those are really great ideas, which is also awesome that we can have these conversations because now we can discuss these kind of things. I, I think the lineup I'm really interested in seeing, Matt, is the half-court lineup. Like, because you you have all these athletes, right? And you got all these guys, you know they can run. You, you know these got guys that can shoot. You know that you got guys who are going to have fun. You got all that, okay? My thing is, who's going to be that when we got to have it? Like, and I'm thinking playoffs, because everything slows down. It's kind of a half-court game when you get to those playoffs. Right. Who's going to be that lineup for that? Because I'm thinking about Vooch, because Vooch ain't going to be out there running. You know what I'm saying? With, with these young guys. He's, he's not going to be out there, but he is vitally important to this team because Mm -hmm. you're going to need his 22 and and 12 and his 40% from three. You're going to need that. So who's going to be with him in that half court lineup? So the names I'm looking at, like, are like, you know, with Vooch, like DeMar DeRozan, you know, Mm -hmm. like guys like Lonzo Ball. And I really want to see Patrick Williams in that because I think Patrick Williams could really be good in that kind of lineup too. So I'm, I'm more interested in, in the quote unquote boring lineup. Uh, yeah. that the Bulls might throw out there because that's the one that's going to really show you um, uh, the intellect and the IQ of this team, you know, when they run those plays in the half court because that's been an issue for the Chicago Bulls these past few years is getting into that half court, you know, setting up. Running and having fun has never really been an issue. It's the way they had done it, you know, because they were terrible at running fast breaks. You know, right. we see that a million times. But it wasn't the fact they couldn't do it. It was just, they just didn't have the coaching around them to tell them how to do it, you know, and to facilitate it correctly as far as the right players out there. So I'm not worried about that lineup. Not worried about a fast lineup or uh, even a defensive lineup because or in a three point shooting lineup. Like they have all those things, you know. I'm very interested, Matt, in, in that half court lineup. What is it going to be when when it's time to slow it down, get everybody into the offense? you know, feed the post, you know, that right. run it from the post and see what it's going to be from there. So I'm interested in that. 
Right. So, so the one texture with the idea of the, you know, lockdown defense and everybody's super fast and athletic lineup, Lonzo, Zach, Caruso, Stanley Johnson, uh, Alizé Johnson. I, I agree. You could have some incredible defensive versatility with that lineup and that, yes, in the transition, it would be, as our texture said, electric. It would be fun to watch those five guys running up and down the floor. But right. then, as you said, if you look at those five, you kind of wonder about the half court and the efficiency mm-hmm. of the half court offense. Um, like, yeah, you got Lonzo and you got Zach. But, I mean, Gordon coming from other than Zach and maybe Lonzo, like mm-hmm. Lonzo is not necessarily the guy who's going to break down the defense off the dribble to get his own looks. We right. we know that he's gotten more deadly or at least efficient playing off the ball and being off the ball threat, right. and he's good at finding mm-hmm. looks for other guys. But I don't know. The, the the trio there of Caruso, Stanley Johnson, and Alizé Johnson, to me, yeah, that could be very cool defensively and in transition. But in the half court, those three guys, you wonder, are they going to give you enough offense? Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be the whole thing about it. And you know, it's. I mean, that's a great idea because Alizé Johnson, you know, being, you know, able to play those multiple positions, you know, everybody they're going to have out there can run those multiple positions. But when it's time to get a bucket, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you got to have it, who is that one? Because as great as Lonzo is, and this is just my opinion, hey, Dave, as great as Lonzo is, as far as how he does his thing, every time he goes to the bucket, I've I've seen him get stripped, you know what I mean? And or I, he doesn't really handle it correctly, you know, when he goes up. I like him more so as a facilitator, more so than the guy that's trying to create the bucket. I like him more so creating for teammates, which he's very, which he's very, very good at, which is what mm-hmm. he also likes to do, which right. is why he got good, which is why him being good at catch and shoot is also awesome. That stuff that I'm pointing out as a positive about him is what works in the half court. Uh, him being a catch and shoot guy, him spreading out the ball to other players. Uh, and I can't stress enough how important Vucevic is going to be in that because mm-hmm. man i'm talking about you can run your entire offense right through that person right there um right. give him the ball and everybody can work around that or if you want to run pick and rolls with lonzo or pick and pops with lonzo or even with pike and pops with zach you can do that demar Derozan running his half court game with him man you can give him the ball and run that right. with booch like it's so many options around booch that have to be incorporated as far as the half court game is concerned. So I think that's right. the one I, I think you got to get down. Alize, you're right. Alize Johnson and those guys, who's where's the scoring coming from? You know what I'm saying? As far as like in the half court and stuff like that. Cause we don't have, well, we got Zach Levine as far as like a dynamic uh, scorer. Cause I'm thinking of guys he played with like Kevin Durant and stuff like that. But right. we all know Zach, you know, facilitating is what uh, he always worked on, you know, was trying to work on to get better at. And he did, you know, as far as those five assists. But we know he still would turn it over, you know, every once in a while, which is why we brought in a point guard, you know, to kind of handle that for him. So I'm more interested in seeing it with Vooch and having fun with guys like Alizé and right. guys like Derek Jones Jr., you know what I mean? And, and guys like that, as far as the run is concerned. But the half court, that's where it's at, guys. Like, I know it's boring, but the half yeah. court, I'm telling you, that's where it's at, man. And, and look, I mean, um, to the point of, all right, what style are you playing in this particular quarter, in this particular part of this quarter, who's out there? Yes, we know that DeRozan and Vooch can be very effective in the half court, and the Bulls' offense did slow down when they brought Vooch in via trade because they wanted to 
refocus some things yeah. and see, okay, here's our new piece. We just gave up a bunch uh, you know, of draft capital to get this guy. Let's see what we can build around him. And the Bulls often slowed down a little bit. So I do still think you're going to see some of that two-man game stuff, particularly, as you said, with DeMar and Vooch, pick and roll, pick and pop. But you shouldn't also just immediately assume that Vooch can't be out there on the floor with a group of three or four other guys who like to run. Because as Lonzo, as Lonzo did in New Orleans, I think Zach has done this too, both benefiting on ball and off the ball. Those guys can hit trailers if they are the ones who get out and try to catch their opponents in bad unprepared transition defense Mm. opportunities and start the break guess what Mm. Vooch might not be the fastest dude out there but it's not like he's gonna walk up the floor and he's gonna jog and if he's the last man Zach or Lonzo or even Caruso for that matter whoever's handling the ball can hit him as a trailer from the top of the key or from either elbow, and he's splashing those threes in at a 40% clip. So, I'm, you know, yes, I'm excited to see Vooch go to work in the post. I'm excited to see what his two-man game looks like with Zach at times, with DeRozan at times. But guess what? I'm also excited to see Vooch the trail man because Mm. Lonzo and Zach out there sprinting down, and uh uh-oh, we forgot about Vooch in our transition (laughs) defense. Take that three in your face. Cash, but... Boy, you better go ahead and be Matt Peck. That is correct. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Because, yeah, he don't have to be the fastest one up the floor. He don't have to uh, run like Marco Simonovich runs up the floor like that because he shoots 40% from the three-point line. He could be the trailer. Comes up, pull up, bow, in your face. Ooh, yes, Matt. You are correct about that one, buddy. You, you are dead on. Dead on on that. And, and look, you know, I, I think both of these textures have really cool ideas about what we might see with Donovan's rotation. Obviously, you're going to see some staggering between the starting lineup and that second unit. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure, like last season, and then also when the Vooch trade happened, when the Tice trade happened, you're going to see a lot of different stuff out of the gate in the Bulls' first five to ten games as they try and figure out yeah. and out what works and what doesn't. And then, again, they'll have to go through that process when Kobe comes back from the injury after the first month or so of the season and figure out, okay, where does Kobe fit it to this rotation now? But guess what? It's a good problem to have when you say, man, we can play this way, we can play that way, we can play all these different ways. If you you have confidence in the coach to figure out their best opportune times to play fast versus playing slow, their matchups based on who they're playing, if you can get away with playing small ball and getting away with playing three guards like Billy likes to do, and know that those players are all buying into accepting whatever their roles are are, and playing those roles well, man, man it's it's a good problem to have as both fans are like, oh, well, should we play that guy? Should we play that? Guess what? Yeah. Whoever's going to earn the minutes is going to earn the minutes, and we get to just sit back, right. watch, and enjoy while hopefully stacking up a lot more wins than we have in previous seasons. So good problem. Good problem to have. Very good. Very good. And just real quickly – I wanted to point out when that game slows down, it's also good for the guys who are used to running and like to run because we saw what it did for a guy like Kobe White last year when the Mm -hmm. guy like Vooch came in and slowed the pace down. Kobe saw the floor so much better, and he he was a way better point guard than he was previously the year before where he was just going. He was just going, and he just, I got to create. I got to do something. Vooch removed all that, and he slowed it down for him, and he simplified the game for him, man. So, yeah, there's a beauty in it slowing it down. For, for guys who like to run and like to go fast and stuff like that. But right. trust and believe, the Bulls going to run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, believe that. They're going to run. They, 
They will, but hopefully they will be running with more confidence in knowing what the plan is as opposed to like, Whoa. let's get out and run. And then you know, right, the, right, the Bulls right. transition offense is like, well, we're really fast. But, well, uh, we, we also yeah. led the league or nearly led the league in turnovers on a nightly basis. So let's uh, cut that yeah. down with some smarter basketball. All right, we've got some more things to get to in our inbox, um, including uh, a silly Zach and Jimmy Butler comparison question. Uh, before that, oh. I want to tell y'all, about our great friends at Built Bar. Big Dave, the Built Bar Puff Bars are back. That's right, the Built Bars that have marshmallow in them in addition to their delicious, you know, candy bar, protein bar style. There is a banana cream puff flavored, gooey, ooey, marshmallow style Built Bar on their website right now. That is today and this week's limited time flavor. Banana cream pie, gooey marshmallow Built Bar. I mean, come on, what more do you want? Gooey, ooey. Yeah. delicious so go check mm-hmm. out built.com see that flavor and all of the always available flavors like raspberry mint brownie s- strawberry cookies and cream german chocolate and figure out what your f- favorite flavor is you can even get a mixed box for built.com where they'll send you two of each of their nine og and always available flavors so you can figure out which one's your favorite and then get a whole box of that flavor not only are these built bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy for you too They've got 17 or 18 grams of protein in every single built bar, but only 130 to 180 calories. That's nothing. Mm. Only four or five grams of sugar and just four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all good for you. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 every time you place an order and you will get 15% off that order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15, LOCK15 for 15% off Mm. at built.com. That is so awesome, man. Guys, it is that time of year. We are one day away. We are about to get into it. Get into that NFL season. Football is about to smack you all in the face. And you know what it's time to do? It's time to put some money on it, baby. Go ahead and put some money on it because now your football teams are back on the gridiron. It's time to start that football season. So that means it's time to hit Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, the props, the contests, including Online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest. It's open now only at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign on up and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Now, keep this in mind right here. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, guys. That means that September 9th game between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that greatness that is called Tom Brady going against the Dallas Cowboys and Dakota Prescott. (laughs) And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Football, basketball, boxing. Baseball, all your favorite Vegas casino games. They got it all. Don't wait, y'all. Take advantage of all these great offers that they have. Make sure you use your promo code locked on. Locked on is your promo code. Bet online, your online sports book experts. It's gambling season, baby. It's Love gambling it. time. Love it. <laughs> Not it's clobbering time. It's gambling time. Uh, moving on with our mailbag episode um one of our regulars and big fans jr says what's up matt big dave jr here chicago born and raised currently living in grand rapids michigan repping the bulls love the show hey man i'm about to drive through your city 
tomorrow when I go from Traverse okay. City back down to Chicago. Shout out Grand Rapids. Right. One of my best friends from college lives in Grand Rapids. Um, nice. JR said, wondering if you guys want to do a little segment on predicting the new Stacey King commentary for the new players this mm. upcoming season. I've got a few ideas. Oh, Alizé with the nice lob pass to Stanley for the two-handed dunk. That rim, Adam, just got vaxxed courtesy of Johnson and Johnson. I do. I love the, I love the Johnson and Johnson jokes. They're so good. Um, he's got a few more here. KYP, know your personnel. Can't leave DeRozan open like that. DeMar can get your buckets. DeMar DeMarier, not bad. Mm, not bad. Uh, Want to be Alonzo Baller, shot caller. Shot caller, 20 years blades on the year baller. Nice. I like it. Good job. I like that. Well, That's one of I my like favorite songs. Good too. job. I dig. I, I dig. You might have to help me with this one, Big Dave, because I am the sure, least hit sure. person in the world. This one says, last night a DJ saved my life. Derek Jones Jr. Oh. with the last second tip in before shot clock expires. He's got the little oh. music note emojis there. I, I know the song Hip Hop Saved My Life from Lupe, but th- is this a different yes. song he's referring to? It is definitely a different song he's referring to. Um, it's weird that he brought that up because I was listening to it like two days ago. But it's <laughs> it's from back in the day. It, it's from back in the day, Matt. I believe it's in the 80s. But uh, yeah, last night a DJ saved my life. Last night a DJ saved my life with a song from a broken heart. Yeah, it's a great song. It's not a squad, my squad can't fix because I can do it <laughs> in the mix. Yeah, yo, that is my joy. Yo, I love that joy. I love that joy. So yes, but here's... I think, Matt, one of the ones people are going to use is when if Alizé Johnson does anything, I think Stacey's going to say something about his first name being Alizé. Because do you know mm-hmm. Alizé? Have you ever had Alizé, Matt? Uh, can't say that I have, no. Okay, fair enough. Alizé is, is, was a very popular alcoholic beverage. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. in like the, the 90s. Alizé okay. was huge. It was colossal. It was really big. So I, was I a think under the drinking age in the 90s. <laughs> fair I don't, I don't think that stopped a lot of people, man. <laughs> I think a lot of people were still doing it. I think a lot of people were still drinking. But yeah, because uh, I definitely was as well. But yeah, but still, but still, people, it was a very popular beverage. It was referenced a lot in a lot of uh, music and a lot of hip hop songs. It was Alizé was was the go to beverage at that point. So I think Stacy, being a guy. That was in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, came up with the... I think he would be referencing the fact. Like, he might say a glass of Alizé. Smooth, baby. Like, he might say something <laughs> like that. He might say something like that. It might come out. It might come out. That was that was a pretty good Stacey King impression right there, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I've listened to him quite often. I was going to say, we've listened to a lot of Stacey King covering <laughs> the Chicago Bulls basketball over the years. Um yeah. Uh, so the, the other one, and, and uh, JR didn't min- mention this one, but the one that I've seen in a lot of memes and a lot of, uh, you know, photoshops, as soon as we got DeMar, have you seen this one? So it's, you know, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Zach Levine, and people are referring to that trio as DeBall Zach, like, <laughs> like the balls, like DeBall Zach. It's like you just got beat by DeBall Zach. And I'm sorry, Bulls fans, but that's just a little too gross and crude. And that I like. I'm not offended by it, but it's like, can we not come up with a better nickname for that trio of players than Debalzac? <laughs> we got it. We got to do better than that. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, there is a reference there that I can't remember, but it, there is definitely a reference point for that for Debalzac. Oh, God, I wish I could remember. Well, if you guys remember, well, say it to me in the YouTube in, comments. But in one of the musical numbers from the movie The Music Man. 
There uh, is like that, like that gaggle of old ladies, and that song is like pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, chip, chip, chip. Yeah. And then there's some yeah. woman who, at the end of every verse, just says "ball Zach." And I don't really, I never really understood why that was in there. I haven't watched The Music Man since I was a kid. I don't remember. But I was always like, why is that woman just saying ball sack really long and drawn out? Like that? <laughs> but every time, every time I see that meme of the ball sack of the Bulls trio, that's what I think of. And that and that's I think that's why I don't like it. I'm like, what? What is OK? This it takes you, takes you back to a childhood memory that you don't want to remember right there. OK, right. even though the and music I, man is a pretty solid uh, and, musical. And look, you know, you know me. I'm a musical theater nerd from back in my yeah. day of, of my acting days. Like I've always enjoyed musical theater. I don't even like the Music Man. As far as musical goes, it kind of sucks. What the music? I'm gonna say it sucks. The music Man doesn't suck. Now it's it's solid. I'm not saying it's elite or anything like that. But it don't suck. It's it's I got memorable songs in it. Any musical that has a song dedicated to the greatness of Gary, Indiana. Is not on my list of now. And, it's coming out, <laughs> and I and I apologize out there if any of our Bulls fans and list and listeners are from Gary or live in Gary and are proud of Gary. Shout out to didn't, Gary, man. Didn't mean to take that shot at you. He Just did like, take it. Hey, Gary, Indiana, like maybe get your shit together a little bit. Shout out to Gary, man. A lot of greatness that came out of it. Shout out Freddie Gibbs. Shout out the Jacksons <laughs> <laughs> representing Gary, man. Shout out them, baby. Shout out to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> um moving on we've got uh air christian from twitter said hey matt big dave um want to hear your thoughts on who you'd love to add to the front court okay well we uh we we did that so done and done but he also said shout out rockauto.com i made my first online purchase thanks to dave's dulcet tones you're a natural please read this on the show so you guys can get the bag <laughs> look at that big dave inspired people to buy rockauto.com products <laughs> all the time you know all over the place all my always my dream to inspire, you know, in, in a positive way. So if you went and you got some awesome parts from an awesome company like rockauto.com, awesome, man. That's that's great. And you saved some money. And I guarantee you, you saved some money. If you went there, you saved yourself some money, man. So yes, I'm glad I Darn can take you, you there. But Rock Auto, trust me, I'm sure they did the rest. <laughs> but I'm glad I got you there, man. But Rock Auto and their Dude. prices and parts, they did the rest, man. Dude, the Rock Auto is so popular, Big Dave. It wasn't even on our ad schedule for today, and here it is. Make, make it an appearance. <laughs> make it Rock an Auto. appearance. Rock Auto, you just Rock got 33 Auto. seconds of advertising time, baby. <laughs> the people want it. The people got to have it. They got to have their car parts. Where else they going to go? RockAuto.com, uh, baby. Let's ride. Come right, on, Big now. Dave. We're going to wrap with this one. Uh, and I was saving this yeah. for last just because I th I think it's silly. And I want to hear what you think about it. I like silly. Uh, so, yes. so this is from a Bulls fan who refers to himself as Aussie Andrew. Uh, Aussie okay. Andrew says, G'day. Once again, Matt and Dave. Bulls fans Hello. were definitely divided on the Jimmy Butler for Zach Lowry and Dunn trade a few years ago. We sure mm -hmm. were. With all the moves this offseason, do you think this team would be more successful this season with Zach or Jimmy at the two-guard spot? Zach has the upper hand offensively, Ooh. but Jimmy is such a great two-way player. Would love to hear both of your opinions on this. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Aussie Andrew. Big Dave, um, hmm. I know how I feel about this question. How do you hmm. feel about this question? Uh. So okay, I have questions for the question. Are are we are we talking Jimmy Butler, uh, 
that we've seen as is now, or are we talking like the Jimmy Butler that was in Chicago now? Like I like to know that. I, I think as far right, as like, right, I think the question he's asking is right now, this season, who would you rather have at the two guard spot? This Jimmy Butler right now or Zach Levine? Mm, well, I think Jimmy Butler's the better player, but I'll take Zach Levine. Because <laughs> and the reason I'm taking Zach Levine, one, well, of course I'm a Bulls fan. But two, these guys are here because of Zach Levine. And these guys wanted to play with Zach Levine. That's why they showed up. Uh, so obviously they saw something in his game that could complement them and help, you know what I'm saying, elevate this team and their game to uh, another kind of level. So mm-hmm. Vooch is here because he likes Zach. Uh, DeRozan's here because of that. Lonzo Ball is here because of that. Uh, the Bulls front office told you that Zach Levine uh, uh, was very uh, in- instrumental in getting these guys here. Zach right. said it himself on the camera, like even Jamel McGee, we was trying to get you to. Like, so Zach was very instrumental in all this. So these guys showed up because of Zach Levine. So that's the reason I'll say uh, Zach Levine. I, I think Jimmy's the better a better player because he, you know, better two way guy. He's got the accolades to show it. He's got the accolades to prove it. I mean, a forty point triple double in the finals. Wow. <laughs> okay, like the dude ain't no kind of joke. Okay, Jimmy Butler is for real and the real deal. But knowing that these guys came here because of Zach Levine, I'm, I'm going to roll with Zach, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I very much agree with what you just said, and I think it. It strikes an interesting um, comparison that, look, no taking away Jimmy Butler's talents. Is he a better two-way player than Zach Levine? Yeah, unquestionably. Mm -hmm. Zach Levine does Mm -hmm. not have an all-NBA on his resume. He doesn't have the all-star appearances, plural, on his resume that Jimmy Butler Mm -hmm. has. He has not led a team to the NBA Finals, even though it was kind of fluky in my opinion, the way Jimmy Butler has. But... Right now, it's about the present, and I love Zach Levine, and I love the pieces that they have put around him, and it's a shame that the Bulls front office didn't have faith in themselves to build around Jimmy correctly in ways Mm -hmm. to say, we're about due for a huge Jimmy Butler max extension contract. We don't want to pay him that contract where on the back end of it, he'll be on the wrong side of 30, having played a lot of minutes for Tom Thibodeau, and we don't think he's good enough to win a chip as the central figure. Look, maybe a more competent front office could have built a title contender around Jimmy while he was here, but that wasn't the reality we were living in, which is why I was fine with that trade going down. It wasn't ideal, but I was looking at the situation realistically. Can this front office build a championship team around Jimmy Butler? Do they have the know-how and the wherewithal to do that while also dealing with that thing over there called LeBron James? No, I don't think they can. So I was fine with the Jimmy trade. I mean, I was upset at the the failure of Derek couldn't get it done. Now Jimmy can't get it done, or at least in the eyes of the org, we got to start over. It was frustrating, but I got it. I understood it. But that is that is the past. Zach is the present and the future. And as you so beautifully pointed out, Dave, he got all these players that want to come play here. Jimmy Butler, by comparison, had oh, some issues go. with alienating himself in the locker room with his Bulls yeah. teammates. The three alphas was a disaster. By the time Jimmy was at the final part of his Bulls tenure, he was dressing separately from the team because he was, look at me, I'm Jimmy Butler, prima donna, prima donna. I don't have to dress in the locker room with you peons. I've got my own changing space. 
and then calling out the kids. We all remember that. Um, yeah, definitely. Then then he goes to Minnesota, and what does he do? He alienates his teammates, the younger players, Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins. These guys are soft. They don't have what it takes. I'm Jimmy Butler, damn it. Get on my level, damn it. And they didn't like his leadership style. So he goes to Philly, and what does he do in Philly? He alienates himself from his teammates there. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy. Look, should they have kept Jimmy Butler instead of Ben Simmons? It's looking right now like, yeah, yeah they probably should have. Yeah. They couldn't figure yeah. it out, and Jimmy was once again a chemistry problem. He found his way to Miami, heat culture, heat culture, heat culture, great, ran, wonderful. But, I mean, has he really lured talent to come play? Okay, yes, they just got Kyle Lowry this, this summer. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's the one recruiting thing that he's done since he got there? Bam, out of bio, already there. And then what does he get credit for them finding these hidden gems like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn? Like, no. So if, if he was, you know, instrumental in recruiting Kyle Lowry this summer, great, good for you, mm-hmm. Jimmy. This is the first example mm-hmm. of a player actually wanting to play with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and, and also I'll, I'll, I'll add this to that. Um, in Minnesota, they were already – those young guys were kind of already there. And they were kind of already established in, in how they were doing things. In Miami, they came in kind of fresh face, and Jimmy was already there. So he got to set the tone. He got to set the culture and let them know exactly what this is and what we're about to be dealing with. So they didn't have to learn something new. Minnesota, they were like, what? <laughs> they were like, what the hell? You know, this is this is wild here. Like, this dude is crazy. They didn't know anything about that. They just, it, it wasn't in them. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, you know what I'm saying, Andrew Wiggins, you know, those kind of guys, it ain't in them like that. But it's good that those young guys were able to come in under Jimmy. Like, Jimmy was actually got a chance to be there first, and they got to come in under him and grow. But I also think that Jimmy wouldn't have been able to get that if he hadn't gone through what he had been through previously here and learned from the mistakes that he made. Because calling up them young guys at that time just wasn't the move especially when you was the dude on the team and we needed you to win the game for us in the playoffs and you couldn't do it. So it, it, wasn't, on, it wasn't a good look for him at that time. But I don't think he would have mm-hmm. been able to do what he did in Miami without the mistakes that he made because right. that's how you learn in life is by screwing up and not making the same mistake twice. So Jimmy did stuff. It didn't work here. You know what I'm saying? It rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in Minnesota, and rubbed people out the wrong way in Philly. The Philly fans loved him. You know what I mean? They knew exactly what he brought and what he could do. But as far as the young guys like Ben Simmons, you know, who we see this dude was a diva and, you know, his mind was somewhere else, um, didn't work out. But he got to the heat, and they were able to to just get that tutelage because everybody kind of came up under him. You've seen the success they've had. Uh, with him but I'm just saying I don't think that success like that when it happened without what he went through in Chicago man because now he's just doing his thing Jim Butler is awesome he's awesome yeah and, and you know I, I appreciate that Aussie Andrew phrased the question as would you rather have Jimmy right now in this starting lineup or Zach as opposed to the part the first part of his question which sounded like it was gonna be a do you regret trading Jimmy would you rather have this squad now or have because <laughs> I'm so sick of that question like I, yeah, it the it's past over, is man. the past. Let's move on. Other that's than what seventeen, you know, other than <laughs> other than enjoying some jabs and reminding them of their failures when it comes to the old front office. Let's move on because we all know that certain people like to do that <laughs> when it comes to revisiting the past. Really, 
Really? I haven't noticed. I promise you, there's I, I was going to be a point in time where Jim Boylan is not, not ever in my mind again. You know what I'm saying? That's going to happen very, very soon. And, and every day I get closer to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, yeah. I rarely bring this man up now because Matt knows I wanted to talk about and fry this man every chance I had to do that. And now you don't hear it as much, do you? Because I ain't got to worry about it. So there comes a point in time where, yeah, it moves on. It was so funny. So I was sitting around the dinner table with my family uh, last night and, you know, we're talking about the pod a little bit. My brother had some like advertising idea or whatever. And my mom, you know, just kind of out of nowhere goes, Matt, what was the name of that coach that was with the Bulls that was really bad that everybody hated? <laughs> I said, you know what, Ma, my guy, Big Dave, just refers to him now as he who must not be named. Or the putting of the ball in that. Some variation of that. Trust me, I gotta go flashy. I gotta go flashy. I was just, I was like, Ma, I I was like, Ma, I might have to pull out the neuralizer on you at the dinner table. No, nobody needs that. I gotta go get that, man. I gotta go flashy things myself, man. Because, man, I, oh, oh, Lord. Good Lord. But it's over. I ain't gonna concern myself with it. 2021, I got an awesome team right now. I can't wait for the season to start, man. And much, much love to, um, to Jimmy Butler and what he's doing in Miami for sure. Absolutely. But in the meantime, we got get up and down and run the floor lineups to play Woo. with. We got half court lineups to play with. We've got all kinds of length and athletic ability uh, and versatility on the defensive end, especially with some of these last pieces rounding out the roster, Derek Jones, Johnson and Johnson. It's going to be fun, man. And we are just a couple short weeks away from training camp. That's it for today. And that is it for this week. We are still at our three weeks a week, uh, three episodes a week off season of September. Uh, I do know we did not get to any voicemails today. Don't worry. I also know that we have a bunch of fresh voicemails in our inbox, including some first time callers who are brave enough to call in. We will get to you. I'm just still up in the woods of Northern Michigan with my makeshift setup here. Uh, So when I get back to Chicago in a day or two, we will dive into those voicemails. We'll do a voicemail episode for you guys at some point next week. So hit us up on that text and voicemail line. If you want to be a part of the conversation here, 331-979- one three six nine. You can also email us lockdownbulls at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. I am at bulls underscore peck. He is at bow BAWL sports. We are at locked on bulls. Big Dave, have a wonderful weekend, my friend. You too, my friend. You too. Enjoy your family. Tell Mama Peck, you know, send her all my love because you know I got it for her. So, yes, shout <laughs> out to your family. And, and hey, easy. man, we got some Bears football in just a few days. Oh! Let's get it. Let's get it. Can't wait, wait, man. Can't wait. For for Big Dave, I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. As always, Bulls Nation, we love y'all. See you, Red. Be good. Peace out.